surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. I am your host, Taylor. And today I'm... This episode has been, honestly, uh, months in the working and um, met this guest at Fireside, which was a conference in at a camp, Camp Walden, in uh, like three hours north of Toronto. And it was a tech conference that I'd spoke about. Uh, I did a live podcast there with Michael Landsberg um, and it was honestly just an amazing experience overall. Um, and a few episodes ago, I had Peter Katz on and talked about living with uncertainty. And in that keynote speech that he gave at Fireside, he had his friend Blake come along. And that's where we did the thank you card exercise um, that I had shared about in a previous episode with Vanessa. Um, And I'm super excited to finally have Blake on here. We've been going back and forth a little bit. Um, And Blake's going to talk with us a little bit about gratitude. He's done several TED Talks. Um, He's the co-founder of My Life Online, which is a global education company that teaches kids how to appreciate one another online. Um, He's honestly changing the way that business and companies are interacting with one another through expressing appreciation. And I'm just super happy to have him here and to get into this conversation. So with all of that... Welcome, Blake, to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. This is awesome. We made it happen. <laughs> I know. It's been in the works since September. <laughs> Something like that. Yes, we're finally here. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of learn more about the work that you do and how you got involved in all of it. Um, when we were at Fireside, you gave kind of a like a second keynote-ish kind of tag team, the keynote with Peter, who um, I had on the podcast a while ago. Um, and it was just so moving and so great. Like you had us fill out these thank you cards and I um, one of them was like for a friend, another one was for yourself. And um, even when I got home, actually, I shared it with my friend and it was like a very emotional moment and it was so oh. beautiful. And so I was like, I've got to get you on because we've got to talk about this stuff because it's like so important and connecting and vulnerable and just like more of the kind of things I would like to see us do in our communities and in our life. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. That was a special night for myself and with Peter. So it's cool mm-hmm. to have this full circle moment in this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and can you can you touch a little bit on like for people who maybe didn't listen to Peter's episode um, or haven't heard me talk about Fireside, um, how that kind of came together for you and, and the thank you card thing, how that kind of came about and a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, the I just got a call, so that's okay. I hung <laughs> up on somebody. Yeah. But the thank, you, <laughs> the thank you card thing came about mainly because – I think back in high school, mm-hmm. I was just a fan of of writing thank you cards to key people. Like I remember if I had an awesome teacher, I would just write them a note at the end of the year and not because my parents told me to, mm-hmm. mainly because I was thinking, I learned a lot from this person mm-hmm. and they were a cool teacher. So I'm just going to like write them a little 
thank you card. And it was pretty straightforward. It was nothing more than I just wanted to acknowledge them. But then at the end of high school, I was invited to be the valedictorian. And so I had to give a speech about all the experiences that we had for four years of high school. Mm-hmm. And in that just reflection that I had to do for the speech, it made me think of the key relationships throughout those four years. And so when I graduated, I then wanted to write thank yous to some of those key relationships, which included friends, family, teachers. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, my gosh, that was almost two decades ago now. Yeah. So I realized that the work I'm up to now, although it's related to business and just my life, I think I've been up to it for a while accidentally. Mm-hmm. And so what it looks like now is I do these things that I call thank you parties. Mm-hmm. And Which I love. Thank you par- <laughs> yeah. He said that at, at, the, <laughs> at the conference and I was like, oh my God, this guy has thank you parties. Like that is so cool. <laughs> Yeah. So if anyone out there who's tuned in is looking for a ridiculously epic time, mm-hmm. maybe do something else. But I think a ridiculously epic time is a thank you party because <laughs> all it is, is I just round up my friends and my wife and I literally just like make snacks. We have a few drinks and people come by our place, our cozy little Toronto apartment. And we literally do a similar experience to what you witnessed Mm -hmm. at fireside which is i give out thank you cards they're blank and then i invite people to write thank you cards to a friend maybe to a family member to someone they work with and we're just listening to music writing these cards and then have people share these cards Mm -hmm. and what's cool is that i know everyone or my wife knows everyone who's been invited but they often don't all know each other Mm -hmm. but because of the thank you party framework People get to know each other super quick Mm -hmm. in a deep way because no one writes a thank you card to someone that doesn't play a key role in their life. Yeah. So if you were to tell me the five people you appreciate the most, I'm going to learn a world about Taylor. Mm -hmm. So I do thank you parties just casually at my apartment, but I also do thank you parties in my career. And I get hired to speak to companies and to groups, to teams of entrepreneurs, things like Fireside. And that's sort of my angle on the business world is why don't we actually just use appreciation and recognition in these really innovative ways mm-hmm. to have an impact on people and to, to stand out? Because oddly, not a lot of people do this unless it's a birthday, a wedding, an anniversary or a death. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's really amazing to me, actually, that you had started this in high school, just kind of on your own volition, like to, to have the thought to do that for a teacher, I, I don't think a lot of people would have thought to do something like that unless it was required of them or suggested for them to do. Um, and I'm just really curious, like how, why you think that was about you, um, something like from how you grew up about expressing appreciation, if that was something you saw a lot in your family life, like how a kid would would think to do that and to be kind like that and and share that with a teacher is like amazing, but I think just so unique. Yeah. Well, I have sort of a straightforward answer, but you just, in asking that, made me think of a moment that I've, I haven't thought of in who knows how long, mm-hmm. but I do believe this probably played a role, which was 
when I was six, I had just finished kindergarten and I I spent my summers at a cottage every year with my family. So I'd just be up at the cottage hanging out with my mom. And when my dad would come up on weekends, he'd he'd bring the mail Hmm. from back home. And that's not exciting to a kid who's six, like, oh, the mail. (laughs) But I remember one time in the summer after kindergarten and before first grade, there was something in the mail for me. Hmm. And as a dude whose birthday is in the winter, you don't get mail at the age of six in the summer. Mm -hmm. And the card was actually a handwritten card from my kindergarten teacher. And she wrote a card to every one of her kids. And again, I didn't think like, oh my gosh, but (laughs) I did feel really special. I felt remembered Mm -hmm. and I felt like this teacher now made an additional impact on me Mm -hmm. and she was never going to be my teacher again. So the fact that a little gesture that she did struck me in that way and the fact that I'm still thinking of it occasionally like this moment perhaps that planted a pretty early seed that I don't even realize until now. So Mm -hmm. thank you, Taylor, for making (laughs) this spark go off. And then the other thing is my parents were both quite uh, influential in this, I would say, Mm -hmm. because I recall my dad, he would often write long form letters when there was times that maybe there was some tension in, in the family or like with work. Like for example, if, uh, there was some disagreement in the neighborhood that we grew up in with certain families. Mm -hmm. I remember my dad, like he'd write a letter (laughs) and he would like walk it over to someone's house so that he could best articulate himself instead of saying something that maybe he would regret. Yeah. Um, So I'm not saying those were thank you letters, Mm -hmm. but it was, Hey, let's discuss something that's important. And then my mom, she was, and still is very, uh, I guess, celebratory. Like if, if my sister would go to summer camp and she came home, my mom would like make a big sign and hang it over the, over the the front door. It's like, welcome home, Melissa. Mm -hmm. And she'd draw like a canoe and like a tree for summer camp. So my, my mom has done that a lot, still does it and now does it for her grandchildren. And so I think all those things combined probably trickled down to me but at the end of the day, I also think it's it's a nice way to meet people, I find. Mm-hmm. Like, I might not walk up to you directly or someone else if we've never had a conversation. But if maybe I saw you speak or maybe if I saw one of your shows or heard of your podcast and I was impacted by you, well, I can write that. Mm-hmm. And then if I were to see you, I could walk up to you and say, hey, we've not met. This might be random. I wrote this for you. Take a read. And my name is Blake. So maybe that's initially awkward and odd between two strangers. But then when you read the sincere written thoughts, the the weirdness, the awkwardness, not only does it eliminate, but a connection forms in a way that 99% of others likely have not done. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And I think especially as we've moved way more towards this like technological society. I don't think people are putting the emphasis on uh, writing as much anymore. They're typing and, you know, commenting and whatnot. But I don't think that even getting like birthday cards and stuff, it's like you send someone a text. 
and you yeah. say happy birthday over text. You know, it's it's very right. rare, I think, these days that um, that you're actually sitting down to put the thought into a card for someone. And, you know, I got to say the times that I do it is a completely different experience. And typically when I, when I do actually go to do it, I can think of two times recently. One was at Fireside with you and the other was yeah. um, uh, Rob, who I've spoke about on the podcast before and was a guest on the podcast. He's basically a father figure to me and... Um, it was his birthday in December and I was like, you know, I'm going to write this card because I have a lot of things I want to say to him and I want him to really understand how important he is in my life and mm. wrote like, you know, filled up the entire card, <laughs> both pages of it. Um, and it was <laughs> such like a different experience. I'm pretty sure I teared up writing that and even at Fireside writing both of those thank you cards, I was like tearing up then too because it's such a emotional process and you're really being vulnerable and it it feels so good to give that to someone and then to see how good it helps them to feel you know and the connection is so much different than like a happy birthday text (laughs) for sure and oftentimes those happy birthdays they're now just comment 43 in a Mm -hmm. facebook automatic reminder Mm -hmm. which hey that's awesome it's thoughtful but like it's people are getting a a people are sniffing out the fact that we're getting automatic reminders and we're doing these habitual Mm -hmm. happy birthday. So then when we go above and beyond, even by a little bit, it, it resonates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely does. And it it definitely sounds like it resonated for you very early on and has really stuck with you in a very uh, like tremendous way. Um, You've now kind of moved this work with gratitude and appreciation um, from your personal life into a career and applying it to business. Um, And I'm curious how you've kind of seen that translate into that kind of business world. Yeah, I've seen a lot of translations because again, it's as people are thinking, okay, how do I get hired for a job or how do I network with certain people or how do I Mm -hmm. reach out to someone on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever, like in this professional context, we're always sort of thinking of how can we connect with, with certain people. I've seen that thank you cards or, or gestures in kind of the, the thank you realm. Mm-hmm. They just, it's kind of like coming in the side door of a skyscraper <laughs> instead of going in the front door, past the door person, past security calling someone's secretary or front desk manager. There's so many gatekeepers in business mm-hmm. and, and there should be, it's, it's people who are protecting their time. It's people that have just boundaries on how they work and who they connect with. But like, think of this, if, if I were to just cold email you, cause I heard about your podcast, I'm like, Hey, my name's Blake. I'd love to be on your podcast. Maybe you'd open it and maybe it would work, but it also probably won't because that's just pretty standard. Whereas if I were to FedEx you a thank you card telling you the impact you had on me at Fireside in like a brief conversation that we had among 400 other people. Mm -hmm. Well, the fact that it's FedEx means it's a a large physical envelope that you're going to go, well, that's different. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what's in (laughs) here? (laughs) Exactly. So the anticipation is already on. Mm -hmm. And I didn't need a front desk. I didn't need a meeting booked. So the anticipation is building for you, Taylor. And then you open it. Wondering, what the heck is this thing? 
And it's just like a card. Like, this is an unnecessarily large yes. envelope for a card. Mm. But again, like now there's been two hits of, of wonder. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And why was this envelope used for a tiny card? Then you open the card and it's like, who is this person, Blake? And then I contextualize it in the written piece of the card, which might be literally six lines. And then maybe I just say something like, good luck with your podcast. I don't ask for anything. Mm-hmm. And then if I reach out in like a week or two, just like curious, did anything show up at your place? I'm the guy who sent a FedEx thank you card. I'm like in. So the only thing I need to know is that you you read it, mm-hmm. which again, in, in this day and age, it's sometimes tough to know if people even read your stuff. Yeah. But I know that if if you had that whole interaction, I can predict that if I reach out and you respond, the, the, the positive connection has been solidified mm-hmm. enough. And in business, usually all people are trying to crack is how do I get people to pay attention to me? How do I get a conversation and how do I make a, a meaningful, sincere impression on these new people? Mm-hmm. And, and what I just explained does all of them in a, frankly, in a really like nourishing way. Yeah. Even if, even if you don't read anything, I'm going to feel great that I just did that. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I just sent goodness mm-hmm. out, out into the business sphere. Yeah. Send all those <laughs> positive vibes out. <laughs> Yeah. And so the people who are listening, wondering, well, how do I use this for business? Literally, it's just, well, in business, we want to get people's attention. In our career, we want to get people's attention. And this Mm -hmm. is a vehicle to sincerely, meaningfully, innovatively get very unique attention. Yeah, it it definitely is. And I... I can't see how that wouldn't work (laughs) um, to help someone uh, with networking or building a contact So guys, it is that time in the show where we take a little bit of a break to share with you some of the sponsors that help make Let's Talk About It possible. So today I want to talk to you guys about Casper, which is a sleep brand that makes expert, highly designed products that help you get your best rest one night at a time. You actually spend about one third of your life sleeping, so... (laughs) best believe you want to be comfortable. And Casper creates a very breathable design. It helps you sleep cool and helps regulate your body temperature all throughout the night. They actually offer a wide variety of other products like pillows and sheets, all to ensure an overall better sleep experience. Not only do they have hassle-free returns if you're not completely satisfied, but the mattress is actually delivered right to your door in a small kind of like, how do they do that sized box. So if you guys want to check out Casper, you guys can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash LTAI and use LTAI at checkout. Terms and conditions do apply, but again, let's get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash LTAI and use LTAI at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Now we can get back to the show. I'm curious if you've done work where, you know, it's actually like within a specific organization that, you know, it's not necessarily an entrepreneur trying to network, but perhaps it's like within a specific company of, um, you know, bringing people within that little community together. Um, I'm curious if there's been any kind of work that that you've done around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually this past summer in about a three month span, 
I was hired to speak to uh, LinkedIn and Bell Media, which is like a broadcast mm -hmm. media platform in Canada, and then um, the Olympic Committee. Hmm. So these like are the all, Olympics, like for Canada. The Olympics in yeah. Canada. Yeah. So okay. the Canadian yeah. Olympic Committee. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, Team Russia doesn't know anything about this. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah. Um, so these were all large companies, unique personalities, mm -hmm. and mutually exclusive from each other. And in each of them, I was basically just talking about appreciation, recognition, giving thanks at an organizational level. Because mm -hmm. me running my own business, hitting the road a lot, like writing my own thank you cards, yeah, that, that's an impactful but highly different world from one of these companies. Mm -hmm. And what's exciting for me is that I'm going into these massive companies and I'm speaking to their people. And every time in my head, I'm like, this is kind of soft. <laughs> like I'm literally yeah. <laughs> talking to them about handwritten thank you cards. <laughs> and I, every time, even at Fireside, every time I get so in my head, I'm like, I should actually be telling them something that's like powerful, mm -hmm. impactful and yeah. Innovative. Because it and seems then, like something that's so simple. Like it so seems simple. so basic and it's it like seems so, so simple. simple. <laughs> it seems like it could be something that's very surface level. I, I could, I can understand where you would maybe get in your head and like second guess that and be like, these are, this is like a big company. Like this is LinkedIn and I'm talking about thank you cards. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm literally coming in with these like boxes of blank thank you cards. I'm handing out pens and already mm -hmm. people are like, they're sitting there with their iPads, with their cell phones. They're like, you know, getting thrown mm -hmm. because, hey, I got work to do. And I'm like, here you go. Here you go. I mean, you experienced it at Fireside. You walked yeah. in, you got a blank card, you got a pen, and everyone's like, okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, like, I don't this, know what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> yeah. But but there's some mystique to it. Like, all mm -hmm. right, I'm kind of listening. Um, and every time I speak to these companies, <laughs> I'm reminded at the end, like, Oh, this this was the powerful, impactful, mm -hmm. innovative thing because everyone's so focused on tech, everyone's so focused on scaling, everyone's so focused on speed and efficiency and how can we just like copy paste. So you come in with this 1700s method of <laughs> feather pen and piece of paper. Yeah. And it's so it in itself is innovative. Mm-hmm. Because innovation is just something different. And now the things that are old are now becoming rare, which therefore become new. And I love it because all it is is asking people to pause and do a thing that they likely haven't done, which is for nothing related to money, for nothing related to job description, for nothing mm -hmm. related to deadlines. Think of someone that's important to you and tell them yeah. when they don't expect it. Mm-hmm. And it shakes people up. Like people, they sometimes get stressed. They might like get, they might cry. They might get excited. They might giggle. And then I have people making live phone calls inside their oh, company. Wow. Like I literally have people come on stage and they're phoning like their, their sister, their husband, their parent, their old college roommate. And I'm inviting them to just give them a random thank you. And mm. it makes people freak out. <laughs> But they're so excited to do it. They're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> – this is weird. And it is yeah. weird. I say that. Like, this is so weird. Mm -hmm. But 
but it's important. This is the powerful <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Like, and these are the things that unfortunately or fortunately when there's tragedy, we do this. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a natural disaster or if there's a sudden death or even a, a death just that we knew would come in our family or life, then people start gushing the appreciation. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to insert that before tragedy does what it just always does. Yeah. And and one thing I love about it is that, you know, we've talked about it um, in terms of like your personal life. We've talked about it in terms of um, being like an entrepreneur. We've talked about it in terms of like organizations. And it really is something that people can do like across the board. So I want to take a little bit of a break here to share with our listeners about one of my sponsors for the podcast, who I think some of you may be able to take advantage of, um, and that is Zola, which is a wedding company uh, that's really reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to help make the happiest moments in your life as a couple even happier. Uh, They can decorate your first home uh, from engagement to wedding planning, uh, combining passionate customer service with modern tools and technology. They really do it all. You can start with a free wedding website and it's so easy. It just takes minutes to set up. Um, You can then pick from over a hundred beautiful wedding website designs to choose from that will really fit any style and like every type of wedding. Um, Then you can also build your dream registry at Zola, uh, which makes it super easy. They have a wide selection of gifts at all different price points um, and guests also love the free shipping and returns. Um, And so if you are getting ready to plan a wedding or just want to take a peek and, you know, plan your future wedding, maybe, um, you can head over to Zola.com slash Taylor to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola. Again, that's Zola.com, Z-O-L-A slash Taylor. Um, And you guys... Honestly, they, the website itself is just super, super stinking cute. Um, and I've checked it out, not even preparing to get married anytime soon. Um, but the ease of the planning um, is it's all in one site and it's, you can get free wedding websites. So highly recommend checking that out. Again, that's Zola.com slash Taylor. But now we can get back to the show. Um, so you also have this program called My Life Online, uh, which yeah. focuses with children even. Um, and yeah. so it's like really all age ranges, like all walks of life, all kinds of business. Um, it, it honestly can be beneficial for everyone. Um, and I'm hoping you can talk a little bit and explain a little bit more about your program and how that works with kids. Yeah, so My Life Online is essentially a, a spin on the same topic. My mm-hmm. friend Dave and I, uh, years ago, we started speaking in elementary schools to kids basically on the topic of appreciation. And mm-hmm. the way we did it was we were a two-man show that we called acoustic opera because I play acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Dave used to be an opera singer. <laughs> so we're like, we're going to make this wicked show. It'll be hilarious. Like I'll play guitar. You sing opera. We'll like crack jokes. We'll tell stories. We'll wear tuxedos. It'll be awesome. Mm -hmm. And kids just loved it because there were just so many elements to it. And Mm -hmm. the main thesis of acoustic opera was telling kids that the things that make you weird are the things that make you awesome. Mm -hmm. And kids loved that. They're like, oh, my gosh. Like my brother says I'm weird. Mm-hmm. And, and beneath that, 
is essentially saying when people notice others as weird or different, that's sometimes where we go the opposite direction instead mm-hmm. of appreciation. That's where we just, you know, we start cutting each other down. We yeah. judge and it's hard, right? Like as humans, if we see someone or something different, we just kind of like mm-hmm. we critique, we judge. Yeah. And so eventually we realize this presentation is awesome and kids love it, but we're only dealing with half their world because so much of their world is now online. Mm-hmm. So my life online is essentially teaching kids how can they not only be safe and smart, but also how can they appreciate each other in cool ways yeah. on Instagram, Snapchat, texting, like YouTube, because so much of their life is lived online. But sometimes mm-hmm. they just they think it's just for talking or just for showing goofy stuff mm-hmm. or sometimes things that they will regret. But we go about it as, hey, your life online, like it's not a, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's this world. So who do you want to be to others? And what do you want others to be saying about you? Mm -hmm. And we believe that teaching kids how to use appreciation to themselves and others online at like 10 years old, when they start getting their first phone now, it just, it just begins this appreciation vehicle Mm-hmm. right out of the gates when they start communicating on mass. Yeah. And I think it's really amazing that you emphasize that point to them, that what makes you weird is what's going to make you awesome. Because there yeah. are so many things that I think as um, children and as adolescents that, uh, you know, we get judged for, we get shamed for, when we think is like what makes us ugly or what makes us really weird. But then oftentimes it's those same exact things when you're older that people love about you and that you're like, oh, like this is really cool. Like my curly hair is an example. Like in middle school, like people would make fun of me for it and uh, hated it about myself. And then as I'm in college and as an adult, everyone is like, oh my God, I love your curls. Your curls are so great. And (laughs) now it's like, now I've like worked really hard to own that and be like, you know, this is part of what makes me awesome. It's not something that's like weird or like different. Like it's just like part of me and that's cool. I'm going to own it. Um, So I think giving that message to kids early on is like super impactful. And I think it's also interesting that you, uh, you know, specifically for this online program, kind of go back to that age range because that's kind of like where you were when uh, you yeah. had started, when, when that really like had that impact and like sunk in for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's it's cool to hear you reflect that back because like when we're kids, we're weird mm-hmm. for different reasons. And then there's sort of this like 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe forever stage of life where we just like cover that up Mm -hmm. because it was weird. Yeah. And we were told it was weird. And then there's the people who come around and bring it back out Mm -hmm. because as an adult, it's like a superpower. Yeah. Or there's the people who come around and they forever just keep it closeted. Yeah. So it's, it's so cool when you get to that Mm -hmm. age and stage where it's not judged, it's celebrated. And frankly, it's almost, revered it's like oh my gosh like taylor is just being taylor Mm -hmm. like i wish i wish i could just be me but i totally am faking it Mm -hmm. because i was called a weirdo when i was seven (laughs) yep yep um and i'm i'm curious how like you've seen the the impact of the kids using my life online i think you know it's 
it's actually it's interesting because um, cyberbullying is very real, very prevalent. Um, being a public figure, I've experienced it quite a lot, um, and yeah. it's really interesting because oftentimes that is from really younger kids. And um, I don't know if uh, you're from Toronto, you like Drake. <laughs> um, Drake's cool. Drake's cool. Has, Our name's Ryan. <laughs> yeah, he has. Um, and one of his songs, it's something I, I'm going to totally like mess up the lyric, but if I was listening to the song, I would totally get yeah. it right. Um, yeah. But a line basically about like, uh, you know, that there's a kid saying something online, but likely it's because he's like hurting inside and like, you know, that he's just crying out for help, even though he's yeah. like, you know, bullying you about something. And um, I, I'm very happy to know that there's a program like yours out there that's like helping kids to have a more positive environment online um, because it can be a very, very nasty place. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's basically just a duplication of the world, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it hits us in the palm of our hand instead of yeah. like on the news. And we get to hide ourselves a little bit. You know, we don't necessarily have the same accountability that we do uh, right. in real life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and I I can only imagine like as as you see the kids use the program and and learn how to uh, interact on Instagram and YouTube and social media in a appreciating way um, that then it also expands out in their real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kids really dig it because they think we're coming in to tell them that the internet's bad, social mm-hmm. media is the devil, and, like, get off your phones. And our message is, like I was saying, like, we're not saying this is good or bad. We're just saying how cool is it that you've got an audience mm-hmm. and not from a popularity point of view, but you can literally impact and influence so many people and you're like nine mm-hmm. and like there are people paying attention way beyond the borders of yeah. your neighborhood and the walls of your school. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh yeah. Cause <laughs> sometimes they just forget, like they don't know any different. Yeah. Who cares if a hundred people are listening to me and then I'm sending videos to the world. Yeah. What was the, di- that's what I do. Yeah. But they don't like conceptualize like what that actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I want to take a little bit of a break here, a little bit of a side note uh, to just share some of my frustration with vitamins and how difficult it can be to like understand what vitamins I should be taking, which ones I shouldn't be taking. And I want to share with you guys one of my favorite sponsors of the podcast called Care Of that makes it super easy and convenient to get the vitamins that your body actually needs. You take a little like online quiz um, and then you kind of find out what vitamins your body needs based on your health goals. And uh, what kinds of things you want to focus on, you know, if it's your skin or your energy levels or getting more sleep, um, it, they will send you vitamins based on this quiz that you take. Um, and the, the vitamins actually come in these really handy dandy little uh, packets and you can get ones that are like vegan and vegetarian options to match with your dietary needs. Um, they're really, really great and they just help making, they help make taking vitamins just a lot more simple because I think it seems like such a difficult thing, but it's really actually not that difficult with care of. And you guys can take advantage of this month's special new year offer for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Go to takecareof.com and enter Nolan 50. Again, that's 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Go to takecareof.com and enter Nolan 50. Again, that's N-O-L-N. A-N-50. But 
vitamin tangent aside, we can get back to the show now. Um, have you ever done anything uh, with like gratitude journals? Um, I've been a I've been a user. <laughs> yeah. like I, I do I do love that process. Um, currently, I don't do that, and for no other reason than I just kind of like I bought a different journal a few years mm-hmm. ago and liked it. But uh, there was a period where I would say I was writing a gratitude journal for maybe two three years straight, and Hmm. it's almost like I could feel my brain just toning mm-hmm. its lens of gratitude. Hmm. Yeah. Have you, I'm curious, like like mental health wise, um, if there have been really low periods in life for you where, you know, you were struggling and were able to kind of use writing thank you cards and using this appreciation and perhaps reflecting in the gratitude journal and how that's um, kind of helped you? Yeah, so I found that when I wasn't connecting to that that mindset of gratitude at the beginning of the day, I get so easily set off by unnecessary things like someone cuts you off in traffic. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'd be like more set off by that than if I actually began the day with some, what am I grateful for? Or even in my business, maybe I would be, way more stressed and scared and fearful of, is this going to work? Like, Mm -hmm. am I going to be okay? Like, should I actually even get on stage and speak? Cause I'm feeling super nervous and will that go away? And like, will I even be able to financially support myself and my future family? Like these questions would come up more loudly Mm. on days that I wouldn't make time to begin with what's working, what's going well, what do I, what am I grateful for, what do I appreciate? And I find, and my wife's been super helpful with me on this topic, which is because of the world I'm in, which is like motivational speaking most yeah. of the time, I'm really good at flipping something into positive in like half a second. Hmm. And, and a lot of the time that's really helpful it's only recently that I realize the other half of the time that's like just being blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, my ability to feel my feelings, which I know mm-hmm. you're a big advocate of and you talk about a lot in your yeah. podcast. I feel like I've only learned that in like two years ago because mm-hmm. any opportunity that I could feel a feeling that was down, dark, hard, difficult, I would just switch it into (laughs) something Mm -hmm. that looks like a Google leadership quote. Mm -hmm. I I also realized that then it's sort of preventing the ability to feel the the high highs. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say it was like I was faking it, but I was blind to some opportunities and, and still am in a lot of ways to like go deep and dark to then go like high and bright mm-hmm. intentionally and purposefully. Yeah. I'm really happy that you just went there because that was kind of my follow-up question that I had been thinking about as we discussed gratitude and kind of just this like overall positive outlook. And I think, yeah. you know, there's a lot out there that's like, just think positively and your day will go great. And for me personally, and even in my work, I'm kind of like, 
I don't think that's a good thing to do. I think there are moments where that can be really beneficial, but you're absolutely right. Um, When you, you know, there's, I think there's a way that you can cope with negative thoughts, negative experiences in a way that's going to be um, healthy and positive and maybe that you can kind of move on from something painful perhaps more quickly. But I think to just kind of push that aside and be like, nope, not even going to address it, not even going to look at it, just going to move forward um, can be really, really damaging because essentially what that does is it pushes it down and that pain still occurred. You know, that that's still that like gut reaction that, you know, that feeling still came up for you. And yeah. without giving it a chance to present or to process and understand why that came up and, you know, how it made you feel and uh, why it made you feel that way, it's going to continue to happen, A, and B, it's just going to sit there. You might think that you've like pushed it away and you're just thinking positively, but that's still going to be there unresolved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're speaking as someone who has a lot of digestion issues. Mm, yeah. Gut gut related. Yep. Because well, a, a variety of reasons, but also like mm-hmm. sure, sunny, happy, upbeat, positive, motivational, and then that decision making center known as the gut. Yep. Well, it can't lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all it's all balanced somewhere mm-hmm. in the body. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I yeah. and I don't think that there's anything wrong with you know having a, a negative thought or feeling low about something. Like those are all very natural things. And you hit on a point that I'm very happy that you did, where you know you realize that you weren't able to really feel the high highs if you weren't letting yourself feel the lows as well. And um, that's something Brene Brown, my favorite researchers, um, says that you know you cannot selectively numb. Uh, when you numb the hard feelings, you're also directly numbing being able to feel joy and being able to feel happiness and love because um, you can't selectively numb them. So (laughs) allowing yourself to feel the painful things is also then allowing you to perhaps in a more clear way, uh, experience and absorb the, the positivity and the love and the appreciation. Right. Have you ever heard of, I think it's a poem. I think it's called like the room or something. It's all about emotions. It's a very short poem. It's like eight lines. Have you heard of this? No, I don't think so. Do you know it off the top of your head? I I don't, but I'm sitting in front of a laptop <laughs> and I can bring it up in like two seconds. Yeah, technology. Um, or if I can't, I'll just paraphrase it. Mm-hmm. But I think I might be able to grab it. Yeah. Um, okay. no, I, I so think you found it? I think I might have found it. <laughs> Please hold for 10 seconds of yeah. internet discovery. Yeah. Oh, it. You know, it looks like it didn't work. It took me to some sketchy poetry site. Mm, yes. Um, we'll, we'll find the link for it and we'll link it um, in the episode notes. Um, but I get I get this sense of what you're saying the poem is. If you want to paraphrase. Oh, oh, here we I go. Found it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think this is it. It's, this is called the guest house. I think this is the one. Okay. okay. So it's, it says... This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, 
some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Yeah. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still treat each guest honorably. He or she may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them all in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Oh, damn, Mike drop. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're definitely linking that a link somewhere in the episode notes <laughs> to uh, reference to that. Yeah, that's amazing. You have to like stay open to all of the things. That's where I would say feel all the feelings. Um, yeah. And that's beautiful at the end how it's like, yeah, because it's a- allowing you to open the door to other things. And each thing has its purpose that's going to lead you somewhere you have no clue. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just love that metaphor because... Mm-hmm. It, it makes me think of things that if I were to literally play it out like that, like people are coming over and each person is a different emotion and it's like yeah. the lights and the darks. I know I have tendencies of like certain ones. Come on in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And then others, I'm like, yo, just, just don't answer. Yeah. Like if we just don't answer, it'll go away. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like they're it, still just doesn't. sitting there outside the door yeah, just waiting yeah. for you. <laughs> and they're pissed and they invite like more. Like, yeah. oh, shoot. Yeah. They're just like sitting so, in your gut, just like waiting for you to like deal with. <laughs> I first heard that poem at a Coldplay concert. They like put it on the big jumbotron. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Coldplay. I'm impressed. Look at that. Dang. <laughs> No, that's beautiful. I'm I'm happy that you, even if it's recently, are learning to um to allow yourself the space for all of those emotions to come in and to feel all of those. Um, is that something that you've uh, kind of shared with like family and friends as you've been working on that, or has like therapy ever been a part of this for you? Yeah, uh, both. So. I remember the exact moment that I got leveled by this, which was I was in Bali in a place called Ubud. Yep, been there. And such a good spot. I went there right after Fireside, actually. I I think I remember you were saying that. You were hitting up Bali. Um, And I was at a co-working space for the month, and I did like a little presentation. I did a thank you party, essentially, Mm -hmm. at this co-working space in Bali. And this woman, like just came in the doors. It was like a 20-person boardroom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hi, my name is... And before I could even say Blake, she's like, I know who you are. You're you're Blake Fly. I'm like, oh, you read the you read the poster <laughs> on the door? <laughs> she's like, no, I know who you are. You're, you're Mr. Blake Fly with your speeches and your TEDx and my life online. I'm like, okay, okay. interesting. <laughs> this is probably the first event in my life where someone comes to me with like a piece of knowledge and context that I didn't hand them. And she was like front center the whole time, like hanging off every word. I didn't know if this woman was like 21 or 99 yeah, (laughs) because she had this like white lightning hair Mm, mm -hmm. and she had like, she had the skin of a 18 year old. So I'm like, I, this, this is like a mystery woman. It's like there was this beam of light behind her. Yeah. So we met up after we went out for lunch with some people and then we just became friends and we met up for like a coffee two or three times at like a yoga place, yoga barn. Yep. yep. And, uh, 
one day she was like, can I, can I be honest with you, Blake? Like, bring it on. And, and her name's Grace. I, I say that because mm-hmm. if she hears this, she'll be like, oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a compliment to her awareness. But I'm like, yeah, bring it on. And she's like, when I saw you speak, you were like this lightning bolt. And then after, at that lunch, it's just like the light dimmed. Didn't go out, but it just dimmed. Have you ever heard someone say this to you? And I said, um, no, not in that way. But I sometimes feel a hint of that. Mm-hmm. And you're the first person to really articulate it and tell it to me as someone that just met me. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I just went on this whole deep dive discovery process. I'm like, can you like help with this? Do you have, and so basically she's a psychotherapist. She lives mm-hmm. in Brussels. I'm like, I'm hiring you. Let's do yeah. some sessions. So I was on Skype with her like five times over the next few months. And then mm-hmm. that just like gave me some awareness about feelings and upbringing and limitations and limiting beliefs. And then I ended up going to a therapist a few times to like level up on that department. Mm-hmm. And then my wife and I have gone for some sessions together to just yeah. like kind of double up on mm-hmm. the awareness. And whereas each of our own little like spots that we can hone in on and Mm-hmm. But literally, it was that moment that a woman saw me speak and she busted through the doors mm-hmm. like a super fan. And after she called me out like a <laughs> fairy godmother. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm I'm really happy to hear that you that you that you took that opportunity. And it would have been very easy to push that away and have your defenses up and to not have been open to hearing that and to, you know, kind of starting on this path of opening up things that are uncomfortable and painful at times. Um, but to have the strength and the courage to say like, I'm going to be open to this and I'm going to see where this goes and I'm going to share it with the people I love too, um, is a super beautiful thing. And I'm sure it's, you know, it's, it's always a work in progress. We're always learning things. Um, but to be like in the midst of that work and to be going to therapy and doing all of that, I think is very, very wonderful. And I'm curious to see if in the future you're able to um, bring in any of that kind of knowledge that you're learning into the appreciation work. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've enjoyed playing with is, Mm -hmm. I don't know the exact way to do it yet, but instead of just gratitude equals what's awesome. Yeah. It's like I love playing around now with people on the topic of appreciating the the mud, the dirt, mm-hmm. the garbage yeah. experiences and feelings. And, and then for people not to just flip it like, hey, it's all good. It's all mm-hmm. good. It's totally cool. Appreciate it. But rather to, to access it through appreciation. It's mm-hmm. like that poem we just talked about. Yeah. I feel like that makes emotions and feelings more accessible Mm -hmm. for some people to understand and comprehend. So a a thank you card is another one of those gateways. Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey, why don't you express appreciation for the most difficult experience of your last decade? Mm -hmm. And then, then people have to get there and, and sit in it and then articulate themselves from that. Yeah. And I think when, 
when we were at Fireside and we had the second thank you card for ourselves, that actually was right where my mind went was like, you know, the, the most pain that I've ever felt and how did I make it through that? And like, thank yourself for, for, you know, pushing through that even when you didn't want to and to thank yourself for, um, I'm trying to think of what I even wrote in that card. Uh, I did read it on an episode with Vanessa, who was with me at Fireside. Uh, We both read our letters here on the podcast. Um, But I think to be able to have that appreciation for yourself is so important and can help you kind of process some of those things that were really, really difficult to kind of have that, you know, gateway to being able to also appreciate the the positive and the and the tough and the tough yes yeah yeah and i i'm always fascinated by the fact that just that question of like what can you thank yourself for Mm -hmm. not everyone but a lot of people it takes them there like they go to the the depths and acknowledge Mm -hmm. themselves for getting through it instead of like let me just count my trophies yeah in my mind and i'll thank myself so the range that it gives people Mm -hmm. just with that single question is really amazing to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's all like very amazing, wonderful, like needed work that, that you're doing. And so I'm very happy that you're doing it. And I very much appreciate you, you know, pushing through and, and, and spreading the, the word on how impactful this can be. And um, because really what it's doing is helping increase people's connections, not only with with themselves, but with other people in their lives. And I think we need so much more of that. So I'm very thankful and appreciative that that there's someone like you doing this kind of work and not only doing this work to help other people, but that you're also doing the introspective work and um, learning more about yourself and allowing yourself to feel all the feelings, (laughs) even though it sucks sometimes. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And I realize it's a skill too. And it's one that I'm developing and honing and the people that I call into my life without even trying are like Mm -hmm. these deep, beautiful, amazing feeler types that just are like these guides Mm -hmm. for me, including yourself in this conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, I've really loved having you on and, and sharing and talking about all of this. Um, if people want to kind of follow up and learn more about your work or have questions for you, um, where would you say people could get in contact? I would say at this time in my life, I, I enjoy hanging out on Instagram. I'm not there every day, but yeah. Instagram is just at Blake Fly, mm-hmm. just one word, and toss me a DM, yeah. throw a comment somewhere, and I'm really enjoying Instagram as a place. I feel like I don't have a a variety of places that I'm kicking Mm -hmm. around online, but I just like the way people show up there. And especially through DMS, you get, you get Mm -hmm. more than just like filtered photos. So absolutely. Absolutely. It, it does, as they say, go down in the DM. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on. Um, and I will put the episode, uh, links and descriptions and stuff, uh, up for people to check out the poem and check out some of your, uh, Ted talks as well. Um, and just thank you again so much for being here. It was a blast and it was great to connect more after Fireside. So until next time, Taylor. Yes, thank you.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. Um, Feel free to leave a review on iTunes. You can let us know what you're liking about the show. Um, I love hearing back from you guys on there. And if you have episode ideas and topics that you want to see covered, definitely send an email to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I will be back next week. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Feel all the feelings. Be kind to yourself. And I'll talk to you next time. podcast is brought to you by wave podcast network check out all of our shows including the brain candy podcast i don't get it babes and babies coffee convos and let's talk about it surgeons keep our hearts beating they do the amazing help save lives and so can you your csl plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day every plasma donation helps more than you know do the amazing help save lives donate today at your local csl plasma center and be rewarded for your generosity